This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Payer Issues podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Sandra Clark, CFO of Blue Shield of California. Sandra, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Hello, Maura. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Before we dive into the questions, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Of course. I've been with Blue Shield as the Chief Financial Officer for almost three years now. Uh, it's my first time in a health plan and my first time in a nonprofit. Over my career, I've had a variety of finance roles in a number of industries. just shows you how diverse and flexible finance is, ranging from defense to software to medical devices and pharmaceuticals. And I'm really happy now to be with Blue Shield at a point in time where we're trying to do so much to change healthcare and make it better. Absolutely. That makes a ton of sense. And it sounds like you've had a lot of different experiences. So what is it about healthcare that you know you, you find um, so interesting or as a passion of yours to, to be with Blue Shield of California? I never thought that healthcare would be a passion of mine until I went to work for Philips. And I worked in a group called Cardiac Care that made defibrillators. And I got to meet some of the people who had been saved by the use of a defibrillator. And I started to appreciate just how powerful you being in a healthcare company and, and what you could do for other people, the good that you could do, what, just how big that was on a local scale and on a global scale. And it just really got my passion sparked. From there, I got the opportunity to be on the pharmaceutical side and see what high-quality, well-made drugs can do to improve the people's lives, and certainly seeing what a lot of sharp people with a passion and a drive and a sense of urgency have done related to this pandemic reinforces that. And the last piece of the puzzle is around a healthcare system that's worthy of our family and friends and sustainably affordable. And sadly, we don't have that everywhere in the U.S., right now. And I share Blue Shield's passion for trying to make that happen. That's fantastic. And now, especially during the past year, I'm sure you were very busy. How did Blue Shield of California respond to the financial challenges that arose during the pandemic for hospitals and providers? When we realized how severe the impact was going to be on our providers and on the hospitals, we decided that we needed to use our resources to ensure there would still be a robust network of providers to serve our members after the pandemic ended. You know, our, as I said, our mission is to ensure that people have access to high quality care at an affordable price. That can't happen if providers are unable to stay in business and serving their patients. As part of our response, we provided well over $100 million in direct financial support to almost 250 healthcare providers in California during the pandemic. And it was part of a $200 million provider financial support program that we announced last April. The biggest thing that we did more was to make advanced payments. So we directly funded payers. And this was not an acceleration of payments that we already owed them for services provided. We, in essence, took a leap of faith and paid them in advance for services that we believe they would be providing to patients, to our members, after some of the restrictions lifted and people were able to go back and see their providers again. The second thing that we did is that we restructured provider contracts so that instead of being paid on a fee-for-service basis, 
meaning that they were only paid if a patient showed up and needed care. They were on a value-based or capitated contract that provides them with a base income every month, and then it gets adjusted from there based on the type of care that is needed. Those are much better in an environment such as COVID so that there is a steady stream of revenue in such a, a unique situation. That's a really great point, and nice to hear that you were able to do that for the providers and making sure that they were able to have a spot um, to continue operating, obviously, after the pandemic was uh, subsiding a bit. Sandra, could you tell us a little bit more about Blue Shield of California and the insurance ecosystem there in California? I'd be happy to, Maura. Most people have heard of Blue Cross Blue Shield. It's a very old established association of health plans. The Blue Cross Blue Shield Association is headquartered in Chicago. Each of the plans is an independent company and we are joined together through our affiliation and our licensing with the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. In California, unlike in a lot of states, the Blue Cross plan and the Blue Shield plans are two separate companies and compete against one another. And I would say California probably has every possible insurance company out there offering some form of coverage within the state. So it's a very competitive market. There are three major players. Blue Shield is one of those top three. The other blue plan is the second, and then the third is Kaiser Permanente, which depending on where your listeners are located, they may or may not be familiar with that organization. The other thing that I would highlight is like many of the Blue Cross Blue Shield companies, Blue Shield of California is a not-for-profit company. That does not mean we're a charity, but it means that we are striving to earn no more than 2% income as a percent of our revenue. And if we do happen to earn more than that, we have a formula where we give back to our members and to our communities the overage, excluding unrealized gains and losses. And that keeps us focused on what's best for our members and how do we drive down the cost of care. Now, what do conversations with hospitals and physicians look like today compared to a year ago or even before the pandemic? I would say that the tenor of the conversations has changed in many regards because some of the providers that looked at Blue Shield like any other health plan that we were out there just to drive the cost down as low as possible and beat up on them for for cost and quality. They now look at us and see that when we say we want to be a partner, that we want to change healthcare together, they, they understand that we're sincere. And we have demonstrated that through the actions that we've taken, particularly financial, but in other ways to help them with um, uh, tool adoption to make their practices more digital for them to be able to continue to see patients in different ways to help raise the overall quality. So I I think that's been a huge difference. And I hope that what we will continue to see going forward is that more providers understand that a value-based contract, as I described just a minute ago, is really beneficial to them and to their patients, our members. It's it's not a a cost shift by the health plan. It's a way for us to be all in this together, to give them a certain 
assurance around their revenue stream and to help us work together to improve the cost and quality of healthcare. That's a big wish. We're starting to see some changes. And I, as I said, I think that the good faith that we demonstrated, our sincerity when we put well over $100 million out there to help these providers will hopefully give us some credibility as we continue that conversation. Got it. That makes a ton of sense. And, you know, I, I really appreciate you walking us through that. I'm wondering, before we wrap up our conversation, what are the three big trends in healthcare that you're following most closely? There, there are a lot of trends going on in healthcare right now, a lot of activity. I, I would say that overall, we want to change the system in healthcare. I've, I've used this term a couple of times. We want to create a healthcare system worthy of our family and friends. That means really high quality and an experience that our family and friends who are members as well, would want to have when they have to interact with the healthcare system. And that means through our health reimagined efforts in particular, we want to look at health in a different way. So we focus on things like personalized care. The trends there are important to us. That means patient-centered, data-driven, evidence-based, it's much more consumer friendly and much more specific to the individual members. Um, holistic care, which is also sometimes referred to as social determinants of health. Those are the things that drive your health, but occur long before you ever interact with the healthcare system and are so, so important. So what's going on there? And then this really big bucket that I guess you could call high tech, high touch support which is where these digital tools come into play to make sure that services are safe, effective, and efficient. A great example of this is telehealth. We had been on a path with a number of partner providers to expand the use of that more than a year before the pandemic hit. And adoption had been slow in many respects. But, oh my goodness, did adoption pick up once the pandemic occurred and people could not physically be in an office? So we continue to look for those tools and ways to improve adoption and watching what's working certainly in other parts of the country and what we can do to help further that adoption here in California. Sandra, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fascinating discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you, Maura. I've really enjoyed it, and I hope that your listeners have an appreciation for what can happen when health plans and providers can work together in a different way and the changes that we can make in the healthcare system. I appreciate your time.